Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Brought to you in part by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. Receive two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases. World Floor Coverings, where they know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring. All right, Brendan, just before, so we've heard from Todd McClellan, and I'm going to get to, uh, for sure, in the next half hour, Milana uh, Lucic, Leon Dreisettle, and Andre Sekra. Um, Just before we do that, Pretty interesting uh, story out of Buffalo. John Vogel from the Buffalo News is their beat reporter reporting involving Ryan O'Reilly. What were his specific quotes about uh, his love and passion of the game this year? Uh, We're stuck in the mindset of just being okay with losing. I feel it too. I think it's crept into myself over the course of the year. I've lost myself a lot where it's just kind of get through just being okay with not just making a mistake. Uh, that's not winning hockey at all, and it's crept into all of our games. It's disappointing. It's sad. I feel throughout the year I've lost the love of the game multiple times. You need to get back to it because it's just eating myself up and eats the other guys too. It's just eating us up, and it's tough. That's basically their best character two-way player, Ryan O'Reilly. I'm not putting two and two together here. One organization had a pro scout at the final two games. The Buffalo Sabres. John Van Boxmeer, who's worked with Buffalo for a number of years, uh, was at both Thursday's game against Vegas and Saturday's game against uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Probably means that he needed to catch up on uh, you know on those teams. Maybe he didn't see him enough. John's uh, we see a John a lot down in uh, Southern California. He used to coach the Long Beach Ice Dogs. Those of you old timers, actually. Uh, for some of you that might be in your 50s and 60s, you're probably aware of the infamous Larry uh, Robinson uh, beatdown on Dave Schultz, which I consider one of hockey's finest moments, um, started because Dave Schultz sucker-punched John Van Boxmeer. John's a big man. Uh, he got him in the corner, jumped him in the corner. You know, we see John, uh, like I said, in the West Coast, was a little surprised to see him here. O'Reilly sounds to me like a player that's trying to talk his way out of uh, Buffalo. 
That's is that what did you interpret it that way, or is he just saying I got to be a lot better? Well, he's he basically said he's sick of losing. I don't know if he sees uh, the light at the end of the tunnel there. So, well, uh, that is an interesting. They do have Middlestack coming in as well. So he's, maybe, a, he, he's an exciting player. Uh, Jack Eichel, by the way, maybe that moves Riley out, or I don't know. Yeah, no, that is an. I mean, he's got a huge ticket. He's a seven and a half million dollar cap hit. All right, uh, let's get to it. Should we? Why don't we start with Leon Drysaddle? Uh, because Leon ended up with twenty five goals, seventy points. He was minus seven. By the way, minus seven, but minus nine in empty net goal differential. He was on for eleven empty net goals against and only two four. Um, I had somebody say to me the other day, "Well, you know, would you would you trade William Carlson for Leon Drysaddle?" I'm like, no. Like at the same age, William Carlson had 20 points. The dry settle had his uh, second consecutive 70 point season. Uh, by the way, William Carlson even strength shooting percentage was around 25 percent. Had Dry Settle had a 25 percent even strength shooting percentage, he would have had 33 even strength goals instead of like 13. Just to put things kind of whatever it was, 14, 15, or however many he had. Um, and the PDO, which is the combined save slash shot percentage when you're on the ice, uh, your team save percentage with your team shot percentage uh, for uh, William Carlson was 105. If that had been the case for Dreisaitl, instead of being minus 9, he would have finished about plus 16. In other words, William Carlson went on a one-year wicked run. Uh, unbelievable heater. Dreisaitl had a heater in last year's playoffs. This is a pretty interesting conversation. I'll ask you to specifically listen for the question about whether or not Leon thinks he can drive his own line. Here's our one-on-one with the winner's forward, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, Leon, uh, you know, last year was such a wonderful season for the, the hockey club, a big step forward year for you. Uh, you know, a lot of people got rewarded. You were one of those guys that got rewarded. But this year was, uh, well, tell me about this year. What was it for you? I mean, how much of a an eye-opener or how frustrating was the year? Yeah, it was really frustrating, obviously, um, you know. Um, Clearly didn't didn't go the way we we expected it to go or, or we planned it out to go and I think that um, you know the one big thing is that we never really got rolling we never um, never really got on a run or, or got off to a really good start and um, you know that 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 really. Um, you know, sometimes they can they can get to your confidence, and, and I think that that's maybe what happened to us a little bit. And um, you know, it was a frustrating season, but um, you know, there's still still a lot of things that we can take out of the season. A lot of a lot of negatives, obviously, but but also things that um, you know we can we can do better, and, and things that that we, we maybe even did uh, did well. I don't know how many players in the league have had back-to-back 70-point seasons the last two years. I could probably my guess is we're probably looking at 10 or fewer overall. I get the sense though talking to you over the final month you're not happy with every aspect in your game right now uh, yeah no I think I think for me personally uh, I, I think my year was was okay um, you know I still think that um, you know there's there's a lot of things that I can do better and a lot of things that I want to do better and, and that I can work on and um, you know that's what I'm good that's what I'm going to do this summer um, you know work on it and, and try and try and come back and and um, you know, try and try and get even more, uh, get even more points, or, or um, you know, be be a better be a better player. 
Can't, all right. One of the areas you, you really took ownership, you were excellent in the face-off circle. If you're over 55% in this league, that's good. You took that on. Let me ask you this. Can you drive your own line? Can you be the guy down the middle that can carry a line on a game-by-game -game basis? You're going to need some help, but can you drive your own line? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I've shown it. Um, you know, obviously, um, sometimes you, you need some help, and, um, you know, I think that sometimes building chemistry with, with guys is very important as well. And, um, you know, I think that. Uh, I'm capable. I know that I'm capable of driving my own line, and, and I know there's there's a lot of talk about it. But um, you know, to me, it's it's not even a discussion. To be honest with you, I, I know that I know that I can do it. And um, you know, again, wherever I wherever the coach puts me, you know, I'm going to try and be, try my best and, and try and play the way that that you know I want to play. Well, I'm a guy that believes the Oilers won two lotteries: the 2014 lottery and the 2015 lottery. When we got uh, you and Connor back to back. Now, you mentioned you're going to work on some things in the offseason. You're not done playing yet, though, are you? You are going to sit up for Germany at the upcoming World Hockey Championship? Yes, I'm planning on it. Um, yeah, I haven't talked to the coach yet, but, uh, you know, that's something that... Um Something that that I'm looking forward to, and, and um, you, you know, I want to I want to keep playing, keep playing a little longer, and um, you know, work on some things, and, and uh, you know, just go out and have fun. And um, do you know if, we, if you play Canada? Does Germany play Canada? Yes, yes, we're in the same group. Yeah, so uh, that's so be, yeah, yeah, that'll be clean them up in the faceoffs. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, we'll we'll see about that. I'm going to try and try and stay pretty tight too. Uh, one more thing, just for you, uh, the team is going to uh, preseason game in Germany in your hometown, Cologne. Your dad's coaching uh, uh, the Cologne Sharks. Uh, that's got to be a cool thing to look forward to next year. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, you know, I'm really excited for it. Obviously, especially being in my hometown. Uh, you know, playing against my dad. Just the whole the whole setup uh, is just um, you know very exciting. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be great for a team. Great team building, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, uh, that is Leon Dreisaitl from the Edmonton Oilers. So he was pretty direct about that. Like he thought about the question, can you drive your own line? And he was like, yes. And then as he went on to respond, he got more specific. So clearly he thinks he can. Um, Find I, him a winger. I, I do. Hey, and he will all day, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, okay, it wasn't a great. March for him. I think he went minus nine or minus eleven. Again, some of those were empty. I actually had somebody else point this out to me last night. They're like, "I'm like, well, he finished the year minus seven. and and he's like, "Bob, he was on. It's nine empty. There's a difference of nine empty net goals." Um, with the Oilers' power play, and he was on the power play, but he was not in the same position on the power play. Like when the Oilers' power play was humming last year. You had McDavid on the right side half boards. You had dry settle middle bumper. You had Mark Letestu left side half boards one time in pucks with a right shot. You had Clefbaum um, uh, on the point and Lucic is in the net front presence. Well, Clefbaum, Lucic, and dry settle and Clefbaum, uh, like the only guy that kind of ended up with the. And we look at McDavid and go, okay, well, he kind of still ran, and he'd be the first to tell you he needs to be better on the power play as well. It's a very interesting situation, but. 
if the Oilers' power play had scored more, if and and buts were candy and not, what's what's the saying? You know how that thing goes. Anyways, bottom line here is power play has to be way better than it was. It dropped from 22.9% to, to 14.8%. McDavid and Dreisaitl spent the most time on it. They have to make it better. I wonder if Leon ends up back in the middle bumper role next year, or maybe Nugent Hopkins is there, and we'll see where Dreisaitl gets deployed as well. Do the Oilers end up finding a right shot guy for the one-timer off the left side? Uh, a couple texts coming in. Um, the Haas says, uh, Bob, Leon is uh, still a liability defensively, and he gives the puck away too much. Uh, he certainly did down the stretch. He had some turnovers on his back end. There's no question about that. Uh, I th- another text out of Edmonton. I think that Leon can be that Malkin for the Oilers. Despite this market always dumping on him, he's uh, delivered even with this crappy team, and he will be good again next year. You know? Like, Brendan, when I mention those empty net goal stats changing the book, because plus minus is such a, you know, the, the hardcore analytics guys tell, tell you all the time it's a BS stat. When you factor in the empty net goal, it does kind of change the complexion of things. Like, if you're on a good team and you're out there with it, you, you got to get a chance to spike your plus minus up because you're up in games, you know, 4 3 and 4 2 late in games. And conversely, when you're on a bad team chasing, you're on the And Connor McDavid, by the way, I think he ended up minus seven this year with empty nets. And he was plus 20 overall. So there you have it. Uh, when we come back, oh, Milan Lucic. Definitely a controversial uh, player for a number of reasons. Uh, let's get to that conversation after a quick timeout on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to Listing Oilers History, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Uh, looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018. New West Travel has great rates on fabulous cruises. April 9, 2006, the Oilers suffered. That was the year they went to the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, the Oilers suffered a 2-1 loss in St. Louis. Chris Pronger, the former Blue, uh, scoring uh, the Oilers' only goal. Oilers would end up knocking off uh, Detroit a couple games later, and uh, away we went. It's a great year. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, who've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call a friendly staff at New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. Bob, do you think the Oilers should try for Kovalchuk? Well, again, Igor Urenko, E-R-O-N-K-O. You might want to look him up on Twitter. He's... Uh, I, I'm hearing there's going to be an exodus of players out of the KHL through the agents. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Kovalchuk says he's going for sure. My guess is he ends up in the East Coast. That's my my guess. Bob, you brought up the empty net goal stat. Why not exclude empty net goals and call it even strength goals uh, plus minus? Well, then you're not counting shorthanded goals for either for pluses and shorthanded goals against for minuses. Um 
Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. All right, Milan Lucic, uh, much maligned for a tough second half. Let's get to the conversation right now. Well, obviously, Milan, this was a year that did not go for you personally or for the team the way you were hoping. How difficult was this? Uh, it was very difficult, actually. Um, you know, especially with a lot of expectations. Just not, just not expectations. You know, you know, here in Vegas odds and all that type of stuff. It was, it was more personal expectations and expectations of the team of taking that next step because we were, you know, so close to moving to conference finals last year, and uh, you know, we never, we never seemed to get on any type of role as a team. And personally, uh, and I think uh, we we didn't do a very good job of managing expectations and and all that type of stuff. So um, hopefully we take the lesson and learn the lesson in the right way uh, going into the summer and moving into next season. And because you know we're we're there. We just uh, we just need a, a little more polish, and and you know I, I feel like we would would have been right there in the playoffs with with the other teams that made it this year. You've had a really good career. You've won a Stanley Cup. You've had personal success. You've had team success. You had a pretty good first half of the year before Christmas. Was it a byproduct of pucks not going in? Was it was something and did it spiral on a confidence? What happened in the second half of the year for you? Just just kind of everything like you talked about. Just you know not getting a bounce and and then you know when you don't get a bounce, frustration kicks in and and uh, you almost start second guessing yourself and frustration and all that type of stuff uh i mean it's easy it's easy to blame a lot of things and sometimes also you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say you know were you good enough at times and you know there were key moments where you know i could have tied a game or put us up by a goal and all that type of stuff and you know i either missed the net or you know hit a post or 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 the goalie made a big save and you know those are the things that you know that when you look throughout the season that you as a competitor that you have to you have to live with and it's you know it's unfortunate that I wasn't able to step up and, and and produce at times when the team really needed me to and uh for myself I just need to use this summer to get refocused, re-energized, and, and find my confidence again. And because I know what I'm able to do at this level, and, and I feel like I can still produce at a high level. It's just about going out there and doing it. It's interesting when you were signed to the deal. Uh, I had several, uh, specifically former players, say to me, "Watch how many games McDavid misses now that he's there." Well, Connor McDavid hasn't missed a game since you've been here. Uh, I personally think the team, and yes, the league has moved away and changed a little bit. So that is part of what you were brought in to do. Um, and guys will tell you, you, you know, there's there's baseball hitters that are 300 hitters that hit 260 one year. Yeah. That happens, and you're you know sports probably better than any guy in that room right now. Um, on that on that note, when guys have tough years, the perception is well, they got to do things different physically. But there's a mental side of the game as well. And from your perspective, how much of it is going to be clearing your headspace, getting recalibrated? 
and refocus from um, maybe a mental perspective as much as it is from a physical perspective? I, I think it's probably 90% of, of, of my summer because, to be honest, the way I came in as far as physically in shape this year is probably the best shape I've been in in, in four years because I actually had a summer where it wasn't disrupted by right. trade or, or UFA or uh, death, matters. death in the family, all that type of stuff. So I, I really got to focus on myself last summer and and I did a really, I, I know I did a really good job of, of taking care of myself. So uh, going back to your point, I think it's 90, 90% of it is just getting the mental part right because, you know, it's just... Uh, where where times I, I've been in you know scoring situations and I puck on my stick and you know my mentality was it was automatic that I was gonna put the puck in the net and and it's almost like right now it's you know you even saw last night twice. I get it uh, twice and you know you don't make it count and it's and, it, and that's that's a mental confidence uh, uh, type of thing more than it is a physical thing so. Um, just gonna try to get healthily, healthy mentally, and and and, and find that um, ex, I guess excitement and and passion and love and all that type of stuff all over again for for the game, and um, so that's that's on me to to figure that out. All right, that is uh, Milan Lucic. Uh, we'll have some more exit interviews with the players during the course of this uh, difficult start to the week. Uh, you know, when you're privileged enough to chase your uh, dream once you realize that you lack the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, character, and discipline to have uh, played in the WHL, let alone in the NHL. Uh, but you make it as a broadcaster and you, you smile every day that you're, uh, you know, you're one of, I don't know, 120 guys in the NHL uh, that's a play-by-play or color guy between TV and radio. It's pretty special. Uh, what happened on Friday night, that's real. Uh, I work in the toy department of life. That's a line that Bryn Griffiths gave me a number of years ago. And it's true. Uh, real life is hard sometimes. So for everybody out there, uh, hang in there. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we are, tomorrow's show is in flux. Brendan, we're not sure if Peter Shirelli is going to talk on Tuesday or Wednesday this week, but the Oilers GM will be. Uh, we'll also have our prediction show coming up with Jack Michaels and uh, Brendan and, and Reed Wilkins. So I will tell you that uh, coming up at uh, 2 o'clock on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross, uh, more ongoing coverage of the Humboldt Broncos tragedy. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. So long, everybody.